You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey, everybody. It's your old friend, John DeLuna, and the effervescent Brian Kilby. We're back. We're back after a, a sabbatical. We apologize for that. Forget the skinny. Uh, Brian, we are recommitting to the plan, to the strat. And I think Get the Skinny is going to be back on a much more consistent basis. So we got out of our New Year's funk, and I think, I think, I think we're back on course, wouldn't you say? We're going to commit. I, I would say so, as I'm effervescing here. Uh, yes. I'm effervescing all over the place. I'm just so effer- effervescent, and I am committing to be on schedule. So no more, hey, John, can we just do this next week? No more of those emails. <laughs> right, right. Like, right, like, a, like an effective diet or, uh, or an exercise program. It's just, just do it. Don't skip the day. I, Get to the gym. I have a doctor's appointment on today. I have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday. Uh, next week we're recording. So basically recording this on Tuesday. So the next one. So my doctor's probably not going to be super happy with me because I don't, I don't think I've lost any weight since the last appointment. So we probably should do, do this on a regular basis. Well, um, I think there's always room for improvement and you never know, Brian, you never know. Your doctor may, uh, may surprise you or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, hope springs eternal. Right. There's always a, there's always a chance for redemption. Is this, is this a uh, is this a is this a diet thing? Is this? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing my doctor uh, on a semi regular basis. Uh, it's about weight management. So he he weighs me. He's like, hey, you did a good job. Or uh, I'm going to cut your hand. I'm going to cut your hands off. He says that occasionally. So. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. that's real talk. It is. It's good because I changed. Like uh, th- th- my doctor, he's awesome. He uh, was a former head of uh, medical at West Point, so he's uh he's former Army, um, and he is one of two doctors at the uh, medical center that I go to. It's good that I I I, I am with him now because about six years ago I was with the other doctor who's heavier than I am, and he just did not give a crap. <laughs> he's like, yeah, wow. he's like, you're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Man, awesome. Yeah, I mean it's kind of, it's kind of like an overweight nutritionist is uh, yeah. gives you pause, right? Yeah. So I think one of the things that your doctor's probably going to have uh, a thumbs down on is uh, Girl Scout cookies. Oh my god! Uh, so I got Thin Mints or or, or or just my kryptonite. So I got a box of those a week ago. Uh, within a day and a half, I had already finished the box, uh, but I have yet to crack open the second box. So I, I hopefully I won't for a while. Uh, pace yourself, dude. Pace yourself. Yeah. Hey, I've got a list of the healthiest and least healthiest Girl Scout cookies. So let's see where your Thin Mints fall. So the healthiest choice is, according to eatingwell.com, the healthiest choice maybe comes as no surprise if you're familiar with your options here, is shortbread. Uh, a serving size of shortbread cookies. They're also called uh, trefoils, trefoise, whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you say it. Shortbread. That's how I say it. That's how an American says it. Uh, the serving size is four cookies. They're on the small side, so four cookies. That's 120 calories, four and a half grams of fat, two grams saturated fat, no trans fat. Uh, it's a healthy cookie, relatively speaking, because the calories are pretty low. And uh, hey, you know, for a serving size of four cookies, that's not too bad. It'll no. put something in your stomach. So the healthiest, again, shortbread cookies, the least healthiest. Brian, how familiar are you with Girl Scout cookies? Would you hazard a guess? The least uh, Samoas. So you would be correct. Awesome. Yep. 
They're called Samoas. They're called Caramel Delights. Uh, the serving size is two cookies, <laughs> so half as many as the shortbread. The uh, calories, 140, 70 calories per cookie compared to 30 per shortbread. Uh, seven grams of fat, so almost twice the fat. Six grams of saturated fat. Mm. And uh, a fair amount of, uh, of salt, 85 milligrams, one gram of protein. So there is hope. There you go. Compared to the others, uh, the Samoas slash Caramel Delights deliver the most saturated fat. In fact, one serving is 30% of your daily value. So that's one serving being two cookies. Uh, show me a man who only eats two of these things in the I, city. Yeah. And although they're labeled as having zero grams of trans fat, the ingredient list includes partially hydrogenated oil. So we're kind of being we're kind of splitting hairs there. So the uh, the least healthy again, caramel delights slash Samoas. They're your uh, your coconut and chocolate numbers. So the rest, just to run through it, just real fast. Uh, Savannah smiles, which are kind of like these frosted numbers. I think they kind of look like vanilla wafers, sort of, but they also have like frosting on them. I've never noticed those. I mean, do all do all Girl Scout uh, branches carry all the cookies? I, I would assume so, right? I would assume they're available, like in in the catalog or on the order form, but I, I don't think they they carry. I don't think they stock them all, like on their table in front of Walmart. I don't think that happens. I think they go with the uh, top sellers in their market after their uh, their extensive market research. Uh, they run some reports and they come out with the top five. So Savannah smiles, just like little frosted kind of vanilla wafery looking things. I think they're a little bit thicker than that. Anyway, serving size is five cookies. Hey now. Uh, 140 calories, five grams of fat. Uh, Dosi Dos, also called peanut butter sandwich cookies, in certain locations. Serving size: two cookies, 110 calories, five grams of fat. Uh, let's see, he uh, Dulce Leche cookies. Uh, that is your sweet milk cookies. Uh, again, serving size: four cookies, 160 calories. Uh, so it's high on the calorie count. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm, those are okay. I got to be in the mood for those. There's, that name is awesome, though. Uh, yeah, right. Everybody loves a, a play on words. Uh, two cookies, 120 calories, five grams of fat. Two more tagalongs, also called peanut butter patties, which are awesome. Two cookies, 140 calories, nine grams of fat. Oh, nine grams of fat, man. I, I'm surprised they aren't considered the uh, the least unhealthy, but they do have less saturated fat than your Samoas. So again, two cookies, 140 calories for the tagalongs. Finally, uh, the Thin Mints. Here you go, Brian. Four cookies, 160 calories. So it's just 40 calories per cookie. That is not bad. It's not that bad. Eight grams of fat, five grams of saturated fat, and 120 milligrams of salt. So a little salty, a little fatty. But from a raw calorie standpoint, uh, not, uh, not terrible. Uh, honorable mention, here's a bonus one. I thought we were done, but we weren't. Lemonades. The lemon cookies. Uh, two cookies, 150 calories, seven, what? Grams, seven grams of fat. They're 75 <laughs> calories each? 75 calories each, seven grams of fat. Only four grams of saturated fat compared to uh, the six grams of saturated fat in the uh, Samoas. But uh, it's pretty surprising for a lemon cookie. Uh, but uh, if you're again, if you're trying to be healthy and you still want to endorse the Girl Scouts of America, go with the uh, shortbreads, try to avoid the Samoas, and everything else in between looks 
very similar actually to two to four cookies per serving about 150 calories a pop and i would say five or so grams of total fat so everybody in the 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 middle the middle of the pack's all pretty similar uh you know you mentioned lemon i tried i don't know if this is a national brand or not it's probably not but mayfield ice cream um i tried a lemon ice cream this evening never had it before i hated it kim loved it i usually is it like is it is it like creamy and like like dairy and milky and then also lemon. lemony? Yeah. Like one of my favorite ice creams, period. And it's it's a very southern thing, is um orange pineapple ice cream. It's the greatest thing ever. But it's hard to it's hard to find. And that's amazing. But this uh lemon ice cream, it just did not work for me. Lemon sherbet, that's great, but this uh this uh ice cream thing, not good. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I tried uh, the lemon, uh, like lemon pie or whatever the they call the lemon version of Halo Top ice cream. Disgusting. Uh, I actually, I almost picked that up today. Uh, my local, uh, so it used to be that only Whole Foods around here had Halo Top. Now the Publix here has Halo Top as well, but man, I just it's hard for me to drop six bucks on a pint when it's something I, I know I can just eat in one serving or one sitting. Uh, it is good though. Really yeah, you don't have to feel guilty. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean you'll feel poor, but you won't feel guilty. I, like, I, for like two dollars and eighty cents, I can get a uh, pint of bluebell ice cream, which is so much better, but so not healthy. Yeah, I should have for for like the six six to eight dollars you spend on a Halo Top pint. I really should have stuck to the um, to the standards, right? I should have stuck with strawberry chocolate maybe the vanilla or whatever anyway i should i should not have entertained a flavor of ice cream that i don't don't even like regular ice cream in like a lemon flavor i don't know what i was thinking speaking of ice cream brian so i've got a new one for you in the uh, freezer aisle and uh, this is the combination of ice cream and the world of licensing so twinkies ice cream what is now a thing and it's available uh, from Hostess, the company who makes Tweakies, and Nestle. So <clears throat> right now, there is a limited edition uh, Twinkies ice cream and Snowballs ice cream. They happened to start hitting the shelves at the end of 2016. So they really haven't been on the shelf that long. Uh, and the... Um, the retailers who have been spotted carrying this, this is interesting. I would never think of this as like a place to like do like a stealth launch of some limited edition ice cream. But uh, Dollar Generals apparently uh, are going to start carrying this uh, widely like across the country starting sometime between February and May. But it's already starting to trickle out and there's pictures of it in the wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Twinkies ice cream. Uh, it's apparently part of a, a dessert line of ice creams that Hostess and Nestle are experimenting with. So uh, at my Dollar General, uh, they have um, almost exclusively uh, Hostess-branded baked goods. So that actually makes sense, I guess. Hmm. Uh, the plot thickens, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, so apparently Twinkies ice cream is it, – it's it's – it it looks like your fr- it looks like French vanilla, so it's kind of this yellowy off white, 
Uh, it looks like it has uh, details on the ice cream are sketchy, so you're going to have to scope out Dollar General for the uh, for the specifics. But it looks like just looking at the packaging, looks like there might be chunks of uh, of Twinkies cake in it, which uh, that's gross. Doesn't uh, I mean that doesn't sound appetizing to at me. All. Not at all. But basically, mainly because wouldn't that just turn to mush? Uh, like, like just kind of, I don't know, the texture things kind of strikes me as odd. And then the snowballs really looks a lot like effectively cookies and cream. So, uh, uh, hey, licensing, desserts, uh, you know, two, uh, two great tastes, taste great together, maybe, I hope. But uh, yeah, Dollar General, snowballs and Twinkies ice cream. Uh, it looks like the, uh, it looks like, speaking of calorie counts, it looks like uh, based on the packaging, uh, a serving size, which was going to be like a cup or half a cup, probably is about 150 calories a um, a serving. So uh, Halo Top, this is not. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's not really something that we would want to talk about on our show, at least going forward. <laughs> no, this is more. This more serves more as a warning. Yeah, a warning. Yes, I have actually last bit of food news for me for the show. I think everybody's going to appreciate this. So I'm going to give you four facts to know. About acrylamide. What is acrylamide? It's the carcinogen in your toast and your french fries. So when you think of like your toasted bagels and your crispy fries with the the crispy ends and that nice char, that nice blackened finish, it's actually a carcinogen. So and uh, or it actually has carcinogens in it, uh, n- namely uh, acrylamide, and it's not like added into foods, but it's more or less produced by cooking foods. So it's, uh, it's formed when sugars naturally found in food react with, uh, with compounds within the food, things like amino acids and some other, some other, um, materials, building blocks within the food, some specific foods like potatoes and grains, coffee beans too, uh, tend to be higher in the elements that acrylamide, um, reacts with and these foods tend to produce higher amounts uh, of carcinogens when cooked so especially at higher temperatures like 250 degrees Fahrenheit and up and the longer time periods of cooking affects uh, the level of this uh, carcinogen acrylamide is this the char the like the char on toast okay it is it's the char on effectively everything but uh, in certain foods like potatoes grains um, stuff with coffee beans that that char has elevated levels of this carcinogen. So toasting your bread for a shorter period of time or at a lower temperature actually decreases the production of acrylamide. Uh, toasting your bread or toasting your meat, barbecuing. Uh, I did a for, lot of that this weekend <laughs> for a long period of time, but also at a higher temperature, which you may not be doing, uh, produces that it produces a type of like charring. That just has higher levels of acrylamide. Uh, so that's the first fact, right? So the second one is gentle cooking methods like boiling will help pre- prevent the production of acrylamide. Again, pre- preventing the production of a carcinogen. How do you do that? You do gentle cooking. Uh, you take it easy, Brian. Boil stuff, right? Uh, uh, very slowly on, on low temperatures. Steam, uh, steam stuff, like steam stuff on your... Uh, on your uh, stovetop, uh, or just kind of ease into stuff. Don't don't just uh, don't just kill it with fire. 
the third fact is starchy foods are more likely, like the potatoes and the grains, uh, to uh, to form acrylamide when you cook it. But uh, but yes, to confirm your fears, Brian, meat can produce it as well. High temperatures, long cooking times, barbecuing. Uh, there are key things to creating this carcinogen. So grilled and smoked meats will definitely have uh, a higher level of acrylamide as a result of that cooking style. Damn it. Especially, uh, don't tell your doctor this, Brian, especially when barbecue sauces and marinades are brushed on because those add sugars uh, that are needed to produce more acrylamide. Uh, do you baste your barbecue? Yeah, I marinate. Well, uh, I, mar- I marinate it. So uh, this weekend, um, the the wings and I did thighs. Uh, I marinated them about 16 hours in a 50-50 ratio um, of soy sauce and Italian dressing. And it's oh, well, so- that's not that's not that's not like sugar. I mean, that's not super Itali- Ita- Italian dressing. It's cer- certainly not low in sugar. No, no, but but it was good. Oh God, yeah, it's good. Well, it better be. It's giving you cancer, man. The last thing, the fourth fact about acrylamide is that the uh, the FDA actually recommends a, uh, a healthy diet specifically to combat acrylamide intake. Uh, fried, roasted, and baked foods definitely have it and can cause cancer or can lead to cancer right there's no there's you can't you can't just you can't even say smoking causes cancer you can only say smoking like you know increases your chances anyway but we know the score here we know what fried roasted and baked foods can do to you buddy uh but a healthy diet containing many cancer fighting compounds can combat the effects of acrylamide so you can counteract counterbalance it so following the dietary health guidelines from the fda is helpful in combating cancer just across the board. And cancer can come from, uh, you know, one time tiny dose of acrylamide. It can come from long periods of consumption. Kind of depends on the person and the genetics and all sorts of factors. But, uh, but fried, roasted, baked starches, especially charred meats uh, over a long period of time, cooked at a high temperature, french fries, uh, apparently, like I said, are, are, uh, breeding grounds for carcinogens. So it's always good to have a healthy diet, fresh fruits, vegetables, again, se- steamed stuff, uh, stuff that's very like baked uh, at a very low temperature, cooked at a low temperature, can counterbalance acrylamide. You're, you're killing me, John. The silent killer. Well, no, I'm not. Acrylamide is. You know, I'm not, I'm not making light of cancer because when I say this, cancer kills everybody in my family. Nobody... I can't think of a single relative that's died because of heart disease or a couple lucky folks managed to uh, live because of, to die because of old age. But typically it's alcoholism or cancer. I don't drink because of the alcoholism that runs in my family. So cancer is what's going to get me. So if the acrylamide is going to uh, speed that up a little bit, as long as it's not like super appreciable, like a year or two. If it's if it if it doesn't make any difference, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry too much about it. Cancer will probably get me by the time I'm 80 anyway. Oh my gosh! Well, you know what? <clears throat> you only live once, right? Yeah. So put another shrimp on the Barbie. Uh, it was it usually chicken, but I did so, I did do some salmon this evening. Okay, well, see there you go. You're trying. I like it. Salmon is uh is a is a certainly an attempt to eat healthier. So I applaud you, sir. Right. Mm-hmm. 
it's um it's it's a long cry from like uh, a giant pork roast or something like that. I don't so, I don't I don't sure. I don't dig uh, pork roast uh, or anything like that. I, I don't like making it. I don't really enjoy eating it. So uh, I I whenever I grill something, I do prefer lean meats. Mm, lean meats, uh, yes, are the best. Do you grill vegetables or fruit? I've never grilled fruit. I've tried vegetables. I haven't had good results, but uh, uh, I have. Uh, I recently purchased a new grill back in December, and I'm trying to do some stuff with it. My goal this year, uh, honestly, is to learn how to really grill. I mean, I can grill meats just fine. Grilling's not a big deal. What I want to learn right. to do is smoke. Mm. Uh, I want like I want to be able to like you know smoke uh, like uh, chicken and things like that. If, <laughs> by Thanksgiving, if I can smoke my turkey, I will have won. Oh uh, man, I love I love that we're having this conversation right after the one we just had. I know, uh, I know, I know. Do you like grilled pineapple? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you should give that one a but shot. I hear it causes uh, cancer. Grilled Well, yes, but at least it, at least it'll be a sweet death, right? It'll 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 go down easy. I'm glad you mentioned that because I have some pineapple that I need to finish off this evening. So, well, a pineapple. Well, you know the the great thing about pineapple is pineapple uh, pineapple does have enzymes in it that help with digestion. So if you have a tummy ache, anybody listening out there, if you have a tummy ache and you, and you don't want to take medicines or you're more of a holistic person or you happen to even just have pineapple kind of laying around, uh, eat that bad boy. Pineapple helps with uh, digestion. So if you have tummy aches, uh, try a bite or two of pineapple. Uh, the other thing too, like we just said, like I just said, Brian, you should try uh, – if you like grilled pineapple, try grilling pineapple yourself. It's like – it's definitely one of the tougher – fruits so it'll hold up to some abuse on the grill oh yeah so it's a nice it's a nice one to uh so that's a nice one to throw on the grill if you have it brian the one thing i know that you like that i don't this is going to be something we go to the grave disagree huh. on and it's okay cadbury eggs you got it awesome did you know i didn't know this that there's an oreo cadbury cream egg i out saw there? that i i've yet to find it um did i so I don't think I, I don't think we've actually done a podcast. Uh, get the skinny since I bought that box of Cadbury eggs off Amazon, oh. which is I think at tfradio.net slash Cadbury. Um, like oh. <laughs> I've had it for over a month now, uh-huh. and uh, I've I've eaten about a third. Kim and I between the two of us have gone through about a third of the case. How many are in a case? Like fifty. Mm. It's in, so in over a month, each of us have had about. Six or seven. Well, I mean, that's like just over one a week. Yeah, that's not. It's that's not. not it's bad. not that bad. That's nah, not bad. So yeah, the internet's been all a fluster over the discovery, I guess, of the existence of Oreo Cadbury cream eggs. They're uh, chocolate shelled, filled with the uh, Oreo cream, which is exactly what you, I think, would expect. It's like a creamy compound with chunks of. Or particles of uh, Oreo cookie in them inside the chocolate egg. Uh, it wasn't clear if these were going to be released in the United States or just the UK and Canada, but apparently we are going to get them. And it's a party in your mouth for Americans. So according to Thrillist, Oreo has confirmed that their brand will be making an Oreo cream-filled chocolate egg for the world, I suppose, called the Oreo Egg Creative. This product will be made completely independently from Cadbury and won't use Cadbury's signature chocolate or be a Cadbury product. So this is just an Oreo egg that's cribbing heavily from Cadbury. Uh, the Oreo egg may not be from Cadbury, but it will 
surely be just as tasty or in in my opinion tasty instead of whatever the Cadbury cream egg is. Uh, you won't be able to find it uh, until at least mid-February when uh, hopefully it'll make it to our shores. And, uh, and Brian, we have, a, we have a new contender for uh, signature Easter-themed candies. Are you going to pick this up? Uh, are, are, you, are you interested in eating an Oreo in an alternate form? A little bit. I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty tame by candy standards. It's just it's a chocolate it's a chocolate egg which nobody in the world will object to and then the filling is not as polarizing as Cadbury cream filling. It looks like it's just it's just cream filling with cookie bits in it. That's pretty mainstream. Yeah, like the cookie bits I'm not that crazy about. I love Cadbury cream. Um in fact, uh I found uh, a recipe for Cadbury cream. A while back, and I and I know, and I know if I ever make it, I will die. What is it? Do you remember like basically what is it? Uh, I don't. I, I like if I commit it. It's one of those things. Like I in trying not to buy things online. Once I hid my credit card or my debit card, whatever it was. But whenever I would pull it out, I just memorized the the number, so it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether mm-hmm. I had it or not. Um, so it's one of those things I would probably just commit it to memory if, if I, if I knew, so I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to find out, but Cadbury cream is about the greatest thing ever. Um, so one quick thing, and then I definitely want to get to a discussion about, uh, the Mac junior. Oh yeah. Which you tried. But before we get to that, just to kind of segue, segue into the fast food segment of get the skinny. So apparently, um, Taco Bell has a new chalupa, the Naked Chicken Chalupa, which debuted this week. It launched this week, the last week of January 2017, the Naked Chicken Chalupa. I saw that today, yeah. So it's, uh, what is it? It's basically it's like, a... It's like a chicken, it's like a chicken filet or, or it's like yes. thinly sliced chicken patty that yep. is the shell. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Taco Bell's Double Down is basically what it is. Yes, as a taco. And they're both owned by Yum, uh, KFC and Taco Bell. So it kind of makes sense. It doesn't look it doesn't look bad. I mean, clearly this is like garbage food like a lot of Taco Bell's menu, but uh Okay, you know, I'll say this about the naked chicken chalupa that it is replacing. So it's replacing like basically fry bread. So the chalupa has like this kind of puffy fried dough shell and you're replacing it with fried chicken, which at least has way more protein. So, I mean, it might be a lateral move as far as like overall health, but at least you're getting a lot of protein in it. And it's not like the double down, which is just trying to kill you. It seems like this is like a legit, um, this is a legit alternate take on a taco. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think of? Is, should meat be the container or should meat be contained, Brian? Uh, meat should be contained only because it tends to be greasy and uh, it, it's kind of gross just thinking about holding it like that. But we do, I, we do it with fried chicken. so Yeah, and, and honestly, most uh, purveyors of Taco Bell are also greasy and disgusting. Yeah. That includes me on some nights. Brian, let's move down the road to McDonald's where you tried – the newest addition to their menu that's sweeping the nation. Is it really sweeping the nation? I mean, if you're McDonald's, you hope it is. Is this? A, I mean, so the uh, Grand Mac, which is a larger uh, Big Mac, I think it's probably using like the qu- uh, quarter pound patties 
and the Mac Junior, which is basically a, I guess it's a one patty variety, doesn't have the second uh, piece of or third piece of bread. Um, I tried them both in the same sitting, actually. That's what I had for lunch one day. And uh, I genuinely really like the Mac Jr. Uh, it, Do tell. It get, so the Big Mac is a little too bready. The Mac, Grand Mac is definitely has too much bread. I mean, the uh, buns are larger. Uh, so... The Mac Jr. is just really good. A friend of mine, she goes in and uh, she makes her husband order her a regular hamburger uh, or a regular cheeseburger. And he has to memorize the the, the toppings because uh, he gets a custom, basically a custom Big Mac with a single patty for like a buck fifty. Uh, this is two dollars and nine cents. At least it is at my local McDonald's. And uh, she is, because of that 50 cents, she is still going to have him um, get her that custom, custom, custom burger. But uh, but real, but realistically, I mean, it, it, it tastes like a Big Mac. Uh, it's it's meatier. It's juicier and um, fewer calories. So I'm all for it. I mean, it's basically the traditional meat to bun ratio of a hamburger, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much with with Big Mac sauce. So the Grand Mac, I forget, is the Grand Mac, does the Grand Mac have, you said it has bigger, it's, it's got big, bigger buns. It's does a, it have bigger patties? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the quarter pound patty. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I'll i say this about the Big Mac. It's the last thing. Here's a pro tip. Life, life hack. Uh, you do not want to order the Big Mac if you're going to be driving and eating it at the same time. It's the worst sandwich ever. Uh, the Big Mac. Try to eat with one hand. The Big Mac is really hard to eat with one hand. I have failed uh, eating it while commuting, and it it really does suck. Uh, the Mac Mini works pretty well, and I didn't. Uh, pardon me, the Mac Junior. Uh, I would think that the Grand Mac would probably work pretty well. Uh, I stupidly though, um, I think because there's more surface area with bread against meat, there's probably more friction holding it in place. Is my general thought. So, and there's more, I think, adhesion with the sauce and everything. So, I think it's probably a little, um, a little more more robust when it comes to. Uh, eating it while, dri- while driving, but I still wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't recommend it either. Uh, it's uh, it's a bit hairy. Trying to, well, you know what? You probably shouldn't eat and drive. Period. So shame on us, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. You know, life is uh, life is complicated. I uh, I do applaud McDonald's for instead of rolling out like artesian hamburgers or pizza or just kind of going off the deep end. Trying to do a little bit of a brand extension, or even honestly, even just trying to kind of revive the brand of the Big Mac. It's not like the Big Mac's been lighting the world on fire. Um, I do applaud them for that, and you know, maybe if it grabs enough headlines, that the Big Mac may have a little bit of a resurgence. I'm I'm kind of surprised and a little bit sad at the state of like these fast food staples. I, I don't feel like the Big Mac, the Happy Meal, the Whopper. Uh, I I just don't think that they're and maybe this is because we're all getting a little bit healthier so maybe there's a there's a there's a silver lining here but I, I, those things certainly there's no there's no like ubiquitous um, fast food thing 
that uh, there's no icon of fast food anymore. Would you agree with that, Brian? Do you think like like competition and uh, just kind of lack of marketing blitzes? Uh, do you, I mean, do you think that some of the shine has come off some of those foods? When you and I were growing up, there were like there were like icons of fast food and kind of food in general. I feel like that's just not the case anymore. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, when we were kids, the Big Mac was big still. The Whopper was big. I, I would say back in there was a boom for Wendy's in the late 80s and early 90s where their stuff was big. Uh, talking to kids now, uh, those who eat fast food, a lot of them love Taco Bell. Um, I think I think because universally Taco Bell is the, typically still the cheapest place to eat. That's true. There's also government regulation at play a little bit there. So yeah, uh, but like what 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 was it? Demolition Man? Where Taco Bell uh, in the future oh, yes. won the fast food wars? Uh, I I really think if it boiled down to it, Taco Bell would win. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't argue with with their success. Uh, one of the things that's shocking me, speaking of wars, is like the price points now. Like, doesn't like like Burger King has like something crazy like. Ten chicken nuggets for two dollars or a dollar fifty or something. Dollar forty nine or dollar fifty nine. I I think it's their low. I think it's the lower quality, like non white like, meat. Uh, oh really? Nuggets. Like beaks and feet? Yeah. Uh, I tried it once. It wasn't great. Oh god! I didn't know that they. I didn't even know that they had like a first class and economy grade chicken nugget. I think most places tend to have a uh, something they sell as the white meat. Uh, or all meat nugget, <laughs> and that's not the one if I'm that they offer at uh, for that ten dollar ten for a dollar forty nine price point. Oh, that is that is so gross, man. That's uh, so gross. I, I, you know, my nephew doesn't mind it. <laughs> okay, well, who might argue with uh, happiness? You know, pursuit, the pursuit of happiness. I, I actually read an article. I think it might have been on Thrillist, but it might have been somewhere else. It, might, it may have been. Um, it was on the Onions food blog, and I can't remember what it was called. I'll have to dig out the link. But they did a uh, showdown of the top fast food chicken nuggets. And surprisingly, the was, there was a tie for the top um, chicken nugget in the land. McDonald's came in second. Number one. had uh, One restaurant had both uh, nuggets that were tied. Uh, Wendy's, uh, Wendy, oh. Wendy's nuggets and Wendy's spicy nuggets were tied for the best chicken nugget in the land. Man, I was gonna throw out Wendy's as a, as a possibility. They seem to be the dark horse. They seem to, they seem to crank out fairly high quality fast food, but also get almost no recognition. For yeah. That. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A was like number three. I'll admit their nuggets are pretty good. Uh, I, I am fond though, still of McDonald's chicken nuggets. I think they're still the best, but that's just me. The chicken McNuggets? Chicken McNuggets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have, I've ganked some chicken McNuggets from my, uh, from my daughter here and there over the last couple of years. Cause she doesn't eat, she wants them and doesn't eat them. But, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. They are, they are rock solid and incredibly, almost scarily dependable. I think I think they are the I think they are the best that science has to offer. Uh, that is a great way to put it. That's a great way to close the show too, Brian. Because I think we've we've talked about a ton. Was there anything, any dangling participles that you need to uh, wrap up before we sign off? I have no split infinitives for you, no. So before we go, guys, we do want to remind you that uh, first of all, we wouldn't be here without you. So thanks for listening. Second of all. 
you can support the show and every show that Brian Kilby handcrafts every week with a rotating cast of hosts and co-hosts at tfradio.net by doing your Amazon shopping through tfradio.net. Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon or click an Amazon link on the TF Radio homepage. You'll see it when you get there. If you do that, you will be sponsoring the show by giving us a little bit of the money that you give to Amazon. You're not going to pay more. You're not going to pay less. But uh, when you click TF Radio's Amazon links at tfradio.net or just go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping, some nickels and dimes, a very small amount of your Amazon transaction will go to us to support the shows. goes right into Brian Kilby's big old wallet, the big old funds, the money bin that is used for podcast production. So you'll be uh, supporting us without really doing anything different. You're just going to be clicking one itty-bitty link. Just bookmark it just, and just go there. Ooh, even easier. There's so many ways you can find your way to tfradio.net slash Amazon. And I, well, I, why I, wouldn't you do it? I bet if you're techie, you could probably go in and edit your uh, DNS on your uh, computer. And you could go and it'll just go to Amazon and automatically take you there. Mm. Am- Amazon may sue me if you guys do that, but, you know. Edit point. Let's see here. <laughs> um, anyway, guys. Yes, that's all you got to do. Uh, but most importantly, keep on listening to the show. Download the show. Uh, download twice, listen once, click on the Amazon links if you have time. We wouldn't be here if you weren't listening, so we appreciate you guys. And again, uh, look for more Get the Skinnies on a more consistent basis by uh, by by the end of the year. I'm going to leave it kind of wide open, but we promise we'll get there, um, and this is the first step. So uh, for Brian Kilby, this is John DeLuna. We'll see you on the next upcoming in the near future. Promise. Uh, get the Skinnies. Bye. This has been Get the Skinny. 